Star Wars 7x7 episode 2390. Today we're continuing our series of Mando Memos. Yes, that's what it's going to be called going forward. And today we're looking at what we learned about Dr. Pershing in season two of The Mandalorian. It turns out that what we learned includes the fact that we have a lot of really big unanswered questions. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So Dr. Pershing, we still don't know his first name, appears in two episodes of The Mandalorian in season two. He appears via hologram in chapter 12, or episode four, if you will, The Siege. That's the episode where they try to destroy that Imperial base on Navarro. And then he appears in actual form in The Rescue, which is the final episode of the season, episode eight, or if you prefer, chapter 16. Now we didn't know what exactly Dr. Pershing was doing with Grogu in chapter three of The Mandalorian. That would be season one, episode three, The Sin. And we find out in the siege, we find out that he was actually taking blood from Grogu. And we also get an idea about the reasoning behind it. That blood was being introduced into volunteers, into test subjects, to see whether they could make somebody Force-sensitive, to see whether they could enhance somebody's Force abilities by introducing Grogu's blood into these volunteers. Well, according to Dr. Pershing, for two weeks things looked promising, and then the volunteers rejected the introduced blood and they all died. Now, when the Mandalorian, along with Grief Karga and Cara Dune, arrived at that base and heard that hologram message, they were looking around at what was in the room and there was a tube that had basically like deformed bodies in it. And one of them looked vaguely Snoke-like, of course, from the sequel trilogy. And some eagle-eared folks on Twitter posted that Snoke's music, Snoke's theme from the sequel trilogy was actually part of the background music that played during that episode. So Pershing ran out of Grogu's blood and said that he required access to the donor to continue his experiments and, of course, apologized profusely to Moff Gideon and said, I won't let you down again. Well, that presumably was the reasoning behind Moff Gideon sending the Dark Troopers to capture Grogu. I mean, I think he just wanted to do that anyway, but all the more reason to, right? To capture Grogu in the tragedy, that's chapter 14 or episode 6 if you prefer. Now, one of the unanswered questions to pursue related to Dr. Pershing is whether he actually extracted more blood from Grogu before Grogu was rescued. So at the very beginning of the final episode of the season, The Rescue, Chapter 16, Pershing is captured by Boba Fett and Din and Kara and Fennec Shand, but we don't know whether he was just being flown around randomly or if he was actually, say, being transported to Gideon's ship and was going to, you know, hopefully conduct his experiments and continue his work with Grogu by the time he got to Gideon Ship. We still don't know if that's actually the case. So, open question as to whether they got more of Grogu's blood to continue their experiments by the end of the season. Another open question is what Pershing's fate is. So we know that he was captured by Din and his merry band, but 
we don't know what they did with him. I think probably the safe presumption is that Din is going to turn him into the New Republic and collect whatever bounty is involved and heck, maybe share a little bit of the proceeds with Boba Fett and Fennec Shand, I would imagine. It seems like the honorable thing to do, that's for sure. So as far as not knowing what Pershing's fate is at the end and also not knowing whether they got any more of Grogu's blood, even if they did, you would think that based on the events of the rescue that everybody would be turned into the New Republic. So even if they did get Grogu's blood, it would be turned over to the New Republic. And if Moff Gideon and Dr. Pershing were to continue their experiments, they would not only have to get away from the New Republic, but they would also have to steal back a bunch of their material, including all of that research material. And that is pretty much what we know and the contours of what we don't know about Dr. Pershing as a result of the events of season two. As far as other big unanswered questions, well, these are ones that extend from season one outward and were not answered in season two. Like, for example, who on earth was holding Grogu captive in the first place, right? All of these, you know, crazy Weequay, I believe it was, you know, there were like dozens of them holed up on Arvala 7 protecting Grogu, but we don't know who hired all of those mercenaries to protect Grogu. So someone had him before Moff Gideon and the client and Dr. Pershing had him, but we don't know who and we don't know why. And so that mystery feels like it's one that needs to be answered at a future date. As far as the experiments that Dr. Pershing was doing, well, we do know that he was trying to inject Grogu's blood into volunteers, but as you'll recall, his uniform is the uniform of somebody who worked in the cloning operations on Camino, and so it could well be an open question as to whether Dr. Pershing even considered the possibility of cloning Grogu himself. And we also don't know about Dr. Pershing's relationship with the client how that was working. In particular, the client was paying a hefty sum of money to acquire Grogu for Dr. Pershing to do his work, but Dr. Pershing was attached to Moff Gideon and doing the experiments for Moff Gideon, but the client at one point said that he could not guarantee Dr. Pershing's safety on Navarro anymore. That happened during chapter three. So what exactly was Dr. Pershing doing for Moff Gideon and the client at the same time? Were they working at odds with each other? Was the client funding operations on the sly for Moff Gideon and just you know paying for Dr. Pershing and Moff Gideon was sending credits and supplies to the client to kind of create you know a buffer between outright Imperial remnant activities versus you know making something look like it was just a bounty hunting situation. And with the death of the client in season one, we may not get an answer to that question, but it is a curiosity for me at least. And as for what the story arc for Dr. Persian could be for season three, well, difficult to see that one is because first off, if he were to have any kind of story arc, he would have to escape from the New Republic. And because his whole deal is working with Grogu to create Force-sensitive people, he would need access to Grogu again, which means that they would have to go after Luke Skywalker again. And it seems like that would be a rather difficult task to try to take Grogu away from an actual Jedi Knight slash Jedi Master. So basically, we're going to have to keep our eyes and ears alert to see if there's any rumor about 
the actor who plays Dr. Pershing, that would be Omid Abtahi, showing up on set or being anywhere where they might be filming The Mandalorian Season 3. We'll just have to be on the lookout. And that right there is everything we know about Dr. Pershing as a result of the events of Season 2 and some major unanswered questions about him and his role in this whole thing as well. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.